Hey, universe. Oh, it's not even morning. <clears throat> Boy, we slept long. We slept long. Lovely long time. Um, 12.10. I mean, I haven't been up for five minutes. Have I? Not when, when we get up, dude. All right. We're pretty well rested. Judging by how piped in I am, we've probably been up 20 minutes. So I did get up in the a.m., 11 a.m., but, um, oh yeah, I wrote that list out. Fuck, I've probably been up 30 minutes, at least 25. All right, but I didn't do any of the pregame warm-up, so let me not, oh, uh, you know. Okay, so where did I go for a while there? Seriously, like, I've been up a while, a couple hours. Having a little uh, cozy, cozy, can't remember when I woke up flashback of two hours. No, what what just happened? Anyhow, uh, so I finished Matrix. I think I already finished talking about the Matrix, but in case I didn't, I've finished talking about the Matrix. This is not a, I feel like, I say all the time, nothing that I state is not borrowed and amalgamated and nothing that uh, I am regurgitating do I take credit for or ownership of. In other words, I don't respect copyright. I don't respect uh, the concept of patenting. I don't, I don't respect intellectual uh, property. I respect intellectual engagement. I respect intellectual achievement. I certainly respect intellectual pursuit. I respect intellectual activity. And from that, out of that, can emerge intellectual inspirational moment. Is that my moment? I don't even know, right? How would you know? Would you check the whole freaking internet to see if some Russian dude had exactly the same goddamn thought vertical you should if you're going to claim intellectual property america america where everything can be bought and sold especially people well i mean people's sense of dignity worth word everything important about being you is for sale in america because the physical is not important the shit that's for sale across the world doesn't matter. I mean, the drugs matter. But the rest of it, I have told the women at work, if I was a young woman who could make money on a pole, do you know how much time I would spend on a pole just looking at men like, what is wrong with you? You're so fucking stupid. I can say that because I've spent almost zero time in strip bars. As a heterosexual male in the 90s and aughts and beyond... To have spent zero time in a strip bar is to basically have been, what, either gay or broke? I, the social pressure among men to be dumb is extremely overwhelming. Which is why I just don't really have any friends. I mean that and I never make an attempt to make friends. But outside of the traditional 
oh my God, the Toronto Raptors are in town and my buddy is an agent for them. So we have to take them out and do something they'll enjoy. So you know what we're going to do in Portland, Oregon during an ice storm? We're going to go to that strip bar that's down on Southeast, whatever it was. Probably still there. Portland was a strip bar town. Denver's a strip bar town. I guess every town's probably a strip bar town. But I wouldn't know because you know what? I would rather uh, I would rather be undressing as well with the woman than just watching her undress. What's the point, boys? Really, what's the point? Go jerk off in a men's room in a bus station for fuck's sake. Save yourself a hundred bucks. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Believe it or not, I did not get on to talk about that. But where sexism rears its ugly head, I try to call myself out in real time. So, hmm, hmm. We are so trained to think certain ways, aren't we? And I am, uh, I am, I am trained to be this guy. Why does my ex-girlfriend have to... I'm assuming she's an ex at this point, because if she took that sweatshirt, then I probably already hold a grudge against her, whatever. But why, in the negotiation of picking out a sweatshirt that I would give away to a dog if it would wear it, and I am not equating women with dogs, this is two completely different disjointed thoughts coming together because they both involve sweatshirts. Why would she have to negotiate and get that parting statement of, well, you know how much I hate to part with my favorite stuff, but I do think you're groovy, so here's my favorite or 53rd favorite hoodie. Yeah, why does she have to get that fucking statement? She doesn't. In fact, that was so piss poor on my part to have even mocked that scene up. I deserve to be the foil of the scene, don't get me wrong. I, this, this slapping of the wrist is long-term overdue, if not deserved multiple times going forward. I dismiss those around me in the sort of, well, I'm doing this for you, so what are you going to do for me later mode by default. So, when I do it, I have to go back and correct it. This is a very good example of that. Passive, aggressive, taking the ground nobody even sees is in play. That's what that was. So, that isn't really sexist. In fact, that wasn't even the sexist thing I was trying to go down my list to find. It was this little note. That judge, that pent-up little court, I'm better than everything going on around me judge, that judge could have been a Judy. There are plenty of those around. <clears throat> In other words, there are a lot of those motherfucking people on planet Earth looking around going, I'm so better than all of this bullshit around me. No, you're not. In fact, you're exactly, exactly, exactly the bullshit you're stepping around in. Okay. <clears throat> but I do hate missing a joke, right? The thing about freewheeling is... And I even missed one joke in real time, but I knew if I went back and said it as it was happening and recorrected it, it wouldn't have been funny. So, and that was, oh wait, he's white and from the Middle East and he's like all other messiahs rolled into one. 
We can make this Jesus guy a star. No. Hollywood already did it. They made that Jesus guy a superstar. Oh, how did I miss that joke? I even love Jesus Christ Superstar. But when I recently realized, after talking about Michael Keaton's broad, flexible range as an actor, and then immediately went into picking your character sheets is not about actually picking a character and then pursuing that character forward. No, be flexible in the moment because you never know what character sheet's going to be necessary, including from one moment to the next. Like Michael Keaton. Duh! Oh my God, duh. Oh my God, duh. That one I didn't see in real time. I saw it and re-listened. <gasps> How do you miss that joke? I don't know. I don't know. It's like, how do you miss explaining why the Milli Vanilli flag should be the flag for humanity right now? I assume that if you know who Milli Vanilli is, then this joke was on target and made sense. But if now, 35 years later or whatever, what is it? How long ago was Milli Vanilli? This joke is what my sister would call passe. And she's right. So, Millie Vanilli were a couple of fat German dudes who produced music and then painted it like lipstick on a pig up in the caricature they assumed you wanted to see delivering it, which were a couple of black dudes in dreads. I shit you not, this happened. And they won a fucking Grammy. <laughs> it was all just a goddamn production. <clears throat> which all music is now, right? So who gives a shit? Millie Vanilli was the leader of the charge. So, where is that flag-making kit? I'm not saying let's put two black dudes in dreads with some German dudes mixing music behind them on a flag, but figure that one out. I don't think we'd be far off from staking that in the moon. Okay. So those are the jokes I missed, the explanations I left dangling, and, um, oh, there was another dream signifier that you are a multi-souled, multi-experienced life uh, recycler here in the eternal, God-given, granted uh, ride that is planet Earth, 867-5309, 867-5309. Jenny, um, <clears throat> is that right? Was that was her name Jenny in that song? Three oh nine. Oh fuck! I don't know. I might be mixing up my eighty songs. All right. Um, what the fuck was the point this time? Uh, we're on this ride. Why are we on this ride? Because we chose it. Why are we choosing it? Because we're stupid. No, because we like to be challenged. But if you see repeat characters in your dreams that you don't know, you're a repeater. You've been here before. You've been doing it again. You're walking through another problem. And those soul creatures are probably here to help you figure out how to conquer that problem. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean human beings. In fact, I think a lot of times the characters that will emerge in your dreams that want to knock you around and get your sense directed their way can appear as talking sponges or goddamn walking grass or whatever the fuck. Camel lionesses for me. 
with these big paddle paws that they would like slap me on both sides of my head to give me inspirational knowledge. Yeah, like canoe paddles. It was fun until it wasn't. And then it was fun again. And now it feels almost friendshipy. Whatever those entities are, they're directly helping me live a better life. Could I be confabulating them in my dreams? I don't know. Maybe. But then that's the trick. You're going to confabulate in your dreams some visage that intrigues you enough to go to it and ask what knowledge it may hold. So that you can tell yourself the stupid shit you seem not to be able to tell yourself in your waking reality. Your dreaming reality will present it. However it all works, who cares? We don't know, but it works. So, are you in? Have you, have you been playing this game with me? Do you, do you have the movement from beginner to intermediate and now attempting to get to advanced, but seems to be stuck at sort of advanced intermediate? Yeah, me too. But we can all do it. The breakthroughs, if I ever can organize them into steps that made sense as to how I was able to pursue an advancement here, I would share with everybody the next day because I'd be like, oh my God, you know another thing I know about past lives and concurrent soul living? It's this. I figured it out. Every night I go to bed, I say to myself one of two things. Either make me feel better tomorrow if I'm in some sort of physical malady situation. Or, teach me something I need to know. Those are the two thoughts I fall asleep to. So, I start there. And I've never left. <laughs> I've never had to make it more complex than that. Alrighty. There are two more notes on my list of notes that I made on top of the other lists I have. Because I felt like I had to address these things here in episode 50 of Do You Have a Point? Because after this, there's only three more episodes. So I think in those three episodes, what I'm going to do is try to get through as much of these other lists as I can. And on episode 53, well, you're going to just have to live with me going through the entirety of what's left to share with thee. Okie dokie? Smokey? <clears throat> Speaking of which, no smoky? Well, smoky earlier, but not smoky recently. Uh, how do we minimize the ego? How do we separate ourselves from the situation? Why did I pull that shirt maneuver? I'm sorry, hoodie, hoodie, hoodie. Even if I gave it away to her, it was a hoodie. Um, and don't you hate when your girlfriend steals like your third favorite hoodie? Because you just gotta go, oh, fuck, you know how much I love that shirt? I mean, I, yeah, I don't love it as much as I love my Titleist tab, but fuck, I fucking love that shirt. Yeah, it looks good on you. Fuck all shirts look good on you, though. Here's a pink short sleeve button-up you can have. Okay. Uh, there we go. Me thrusting my ego right back into the situation again, right? Well, you can't... You can't absolve... Uh, yeah, the yogis can. Or the Buddha did, or... If that dude named JC was around, maybe he did. But transcending yourself completely outside of yourself so there is no ego? I suppose you enter this zone at times, right? Like, kid falls in a well. But well? No. Let's not do Timmy fell down the well. 
No, a kid falls in a river. And what do you do? Without thinking whatsoever, you process the scene and solve the scene like a hero by saving that kid. When you're done and you look back on what happened, yeah, you can go through everything you did knowing you did it, but to say that you thought through it, like writing a letter to your grandma thanking her for the Legos? No, you didn't. So maybe when you get into that zone, you're so free of encumbrance to this reality that you are just your mental self existing in this reality. You're aware of it. And in that zone, you can act accordingly. In other words, completely solve a situation like drowning kid in river and then only be able to process it post-situation as something you just reacted to, right? Maybe that's how the ego leaves the entire scene never to be seen again. Well, I mean, no, to be seen like three seconds later, right? Those situations don't last forever, do they? No, I've never done one, so I don't really know. Do you have to do one to know? I don't think in this situation that's due to know. But there we go again, right? There I am, right? Inserting myself right into that situation, right? You know what I'm saying, right? Right. I mean, I can't imagine what it'd be like to be in that situation, right? So, uh, obviously, what I have to say about it is as invaluable as uh, anybody who's been through the situation. If you can imagine that conversation 45 times in one month, then you can start to see why all these girlfriends were like, dude, God, you're tiresome. I can't think of a single one that would have said, dude, God, or God, dude, whatever I said to tie that little quip up. Tie it up. That's how I started it. That was the kindling, my friend. That was not tying it up. Well, let's hope I tied that last idea up since I'm done figuring out what that was or trying to. Um, Separating ourselves from the situation. Like I just didn't. Well, you can, you can think about yourself as one of a sample of all kinds of alternative experiences within that situation. The reason that doesn't really help much, and sometimes backfires, is because, again, what do you then start to try to envision alternatives to what you went through? So what are those? Those are just responsive reinterpretations of your experience, removing your experiences, thoughts, motivations, and intuitions from the whole activity chain and trying to repopulate it with other people's thoughts, intuitions, and motivations, right? So it's all just sort of an echo of your own non-experience? looking for the shades of gray inside your own color palette. So again, you're not removed from it whatsoever. In fact, if anything, you're centering yourself around it, within it. You're the goop that's congealing this sort of massive nonsense together, right? So when you truly remove yourself from the situation, do you do it by just not caring where the situation comes from, is going, or is navigating its way at this time. You just want to adhere with it as symbiotically as possible, 
to experience it in this moment, at this moment, as much as possible, free of all encumbrance, other than that this moment in time offers this experience to be had in said capacity. In other words, be true to yourself. Why think anything through? Why not just be ready to parry, bob and weave, and thrust forward as available, necessary, and correctly aligned with you as you run into, as you encounter, as you experience life's responsive pairing, bob, weave, and thrusts both with, against, and across your bow. How gracefully can you navigate the headwind? How successfully can you move forward through the crosswinds? And how much can you step aside and realize that the tailwind isn't your doing? It's yours to leverage. To move the whole game forward. To make us all winners. We all want to win, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> here in America, that's not on your list. What is on your list? All right. We're doing a little tacky tacky ani ani of the talky talky. Probably with a little coffee coffee if I don't hit the posy posy. Okay. Wait. 12 seconds already? What was I talking about, baby? Oh, yeah. I had to get back on to. Well, do you know why I. Okay, here's why I'm a dick neighbor, but I don't even know it. Because this time of year, when the sun is in the southern hemisphere, right? Yeah, obviously. It's winter here in the north. Then all of my tree shadows cast their uh, bulk from where I look out my front door, left to right. In other words, my northern neighbor on their sidewalk at the end, which is the corner gets a huge amount of shade from my tree because my tree on my property is just the trunk. I have two huge trees on my property. One of them sits right in front. And so thus is a major shade source uh, for the sidewalk. And at different times of year, it casts its shadow in different places. But at the worst time of year, winter, it casts its shadow right on that corner. So that icy little fucking corner that my neighbor has to scrape and keep clean because it's also the bottom of a hill, so all the water rolls down there. I'll bet he hates my fucking tree. And not that he hates me because of it, but it's just one of those ways where it's like, oh, you know, if our neighbor's tree were to die, this guy would say, sad. Not totally sad, but sad. I mean, the tree's huge. It's probably the oldest thing in the neighborhood. And there's one other tree up the block that's probably as old. And then the one in the back is probably five years younger. So these are the defining trees of the block. With a couple others thrown in. It's a very tree block. Okay. But that's one way my neighbors probably don't like me that I don't even think about. Until right now, of course, I'm thinking about it. Just like I'm thinking about... <clears throat> Wait, what did I open this one with? 
I was talking about... Oh, are you kidding me? I was talking about something. I'm always talking about something. Alright, hold on. Right! Not respecting intellectual property. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, I do respect your space not to be coughed in your face, so I apologize for that. But do I apologize for telling the joke you told on Johnny Carson last night as if it's my own? Well, yeah, I would give you credit. If I knew to give you credit, I'd give you credit. But I don't seek credit for things like Android ICU on a Big Bang episode because I've never watched The Big Bang. I just assume on a show called The Big Bang episode, they probably had a joke called Android ICU. Could I be wrong? Sure. I'm wrong all the fucking time. But could I be right? Yes. So, uh, should I go find out? How could I? Oh, my God. There's way too much shit out there to go find out. But, like, I break with thee, I break with thee, I break with thee. Here's some dog poop on your shoes. If I know what to credit, Steve Martin, wild and crazy guy, 1977? Six? Eight? One of those years. Anyway, go listen to it. It's fucking hilarious. I still own a copy digitally. Own? I still have one residing on my hard drive. And since I was given that record when I was a seven or eight year old, and I learned the entire thing, including the King Tut dance from Saturday Night Live. Well, give me a break. I'm a huge Steve Martin fan. And uh, so whenever I use a Steve Martin joke, it's paying homage. Because nobody should leave their house without this ashtray and this remote control and this magazine. So if you're going to tell me that I have to source out all the things that I think, boy, is that sure probably somebody else's joke or so stupidly obvious that 75 other people said it on Twitter three years ago. Okay, but I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on any of that shit. All I do is occasionally get interested in stuff and go figure out what I can learn about it. And I do it about other stuff. And in doing so, I run into really interesting people. And when I find them, then I drill down what they think is interesting and my life's more interesting for it. So, um, I don't want to pretend that something I say isn't something somebody has said previously and smarter, better, more on point, more coherently, more appropriately, and less profane-laced vulgarity. Of course they have. Of course they have. <laughs>